When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Whenever a human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. Whenever a human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. Hi, my name is Toby C., and thank you for joining us, or thank you for returning to our show. It's called In This Moment, and our our program, our show, is a program of recovery. And I just quoted something out of a book called The Twelve Steps and the Twelve Traditions, which is a sister publication of a book called The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And while we may be using those two publications throughout our show as a timeless and universal point of reference... Our program is tailored for anybody, anybody who's become a battleground for the instincts and who can find no peace. Our program is for, is for maybe you or for somebody you love and, and, you, and you're very concerned about. They may not be suffering from alcohol abuse and alcoholism they may not be suffering from the needle in the spoon. They may not be suffering from compulsive shopping or a gambling addiction or overeating. No, they may be suffering from something called a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. They may be suffering or you may be suffering from a condition, from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. You know, if you or your loved one have been in and out of rehab or hospitals or, or not, and you just can't seem to get unstuck, maybe your best efforts and the best efforts of your physician or the best efforts of your therapist just haven't quite measured up. You may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about recovery. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about getting better. We're going to be talking about in particular our program for this hour. We're going to be talking about overcoming conflict with others. How about that? I can't think of a of a more certain cause for a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body than, than a continuous and hopeless and unending conflict with others. And if you're anything like me, um, sooner or later, the conflict of others just becomes unbearable. And we, some of us retreat into the avoidance disorder where we just alienate ourselves from all those and everything that hurts us and harms us. Or some of us act out 
in order to cope with this, this hurt, this emotional hurt as a result of conflict with others. The 12-step program, which we'll be referencing throughout this hour, is a very simple program, but it's not easy. There are 12 steps to the 12-step program, but there's only three parts. And the three parts of the 12-step program are the solution. The three parts to the 12-step method of recovery is to trust God, clean house, and help others. Trust God means calm down. Trust God means put your hand in the hand of the man by trusting another soul, another human being again. And helping others means simply when you've been given the grace of serenity and calm and peace, just turn a little bit of your attention outward and bring peace to another person. That's really the root of recovery. The very beginning of recovery starts with unity. And unity means come out of isolation. And if you're anything like me and many of us, um, there's something called the avoidance disorder. It's an American Psychiatric Association personality disorder. It's classified. It's called the avoidance disorder. It means to check out, either emotionally or chemically or physically or spiritually. You know, it's a soul sickness. Because the soul sickness of coping with conflict of others is called a resentment. And so much of us, so many of us, when we come into recovery, we're paralyzed with the soul sickness of resentment. And that's where the idea of calming down and trusting God and cleaning house really plays into the, the program. And it works. The real solution is to calm down. I'll tell you, the best way to calm down is to join what's referred to as a kinship of common suffering. Whatever you're suffering from, whatever malady that you can't seem to overcome, that you obsess and you worry about and that you constantly act out upon, find a recovery group and join recovery. You can't do it alone. You can sit there all day long and pray. But there's something about being in communion with another human being, especially another suffering human being, in a kinship of common suffering. And that's where the calm starts. The calm starts with unity. It's one of our first traditions in the 12-step program. You know, we find that, that we can accomplish together what we could not accomplish alone. And it's the solution. And you can get better immediately just by coming out of isolation and practicing unity. And there's something about practicing unity, focusing our attention on another, on another suffering human being, we experience calm. Best way to calm ourselves down is to try to calm another suffering human being down. As a matter of fact, I'll go even further. I've discovered that I really have failed at a lifetime of trying to calm myself down. 
I'm not good at prayer and meditation, but I'm good at drinking and using and acting out. You better believe it. But there was something about that calm, that satisfaction, that joy, that enjoyment. I wouldn't call it joy. It was unsustainable. It never lasted. But when I focused my love and attention, when I focused my time and my attention on another suffering soul and put my arm around them and told them that it's all going to get better and tried to be the guiding light of inspiration for this person, I experienced calm. So if you want to experience calm, if you really want to start yourself on a program of recovery that's, 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 that works for so many of us, I want you to know that you don't ever have to be alone again. And you don't ever have to drink or use or act out again, ever. But you got to have that mustard seed of faith that maybe, just maybe, a group, a kinship of common suffering is going to be the solution. And it is the solution. It's the answer. Isolation's the problem. And getting together with a group, a kinship of common suffering, is the solution. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. Page 417. When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. And the problem that they're talking about is this possession of hopelessness, this demon of fear and uncertainty and hopelessness that possesses all of us. The fear. And this fear and this demon of selfish, self-centered, fear-driven, instinctual behavior leads to conflict with others. Demands made upon other people for too much attention, protection, and love can only invite domination or revulsion in the protectors themselves to emotions quite as unhealthy as the demands which evoke them. So demands on others and letting others impose their demands on us is one of the root causes of conflict with others. And in order to overcome conflict with others, we really need to illuminate the problem. And that's what we're going to do here. We're going to be illuminating the problems of conflict with others. And in doing so, by illuminating the problem of conflict with others, can we really focus on what the overall solution, the final, the complete solution with overcoming conflict with others. That's what we do here at In This Moment. I am your host, Toby C., and I'm just so happy to be with you today. And I better give you my email address because I may not slip it in before the end of the show. It's tobyc at ihubradio.com. And we're here in lovely downtown Palm Springs, California. And we're carrying you a message. We're carrying a message to the survivalists out there who for some reason just couldn't make a go out of self-will. 
in running a self-sustaining, independent, self-sufficient life. Self-sufficiency failed us utterly. We find many of us that we became bankrupt idealists and failed perfectionists who finally went to the other extreme and settled for the bottle and the blackout or whatever coping tool that you use. This, the problem with conflict of others coming up here on iHub Radio in this moment. I'm Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. moment with Toby C continues now on iHub Radio. You know, if you want to overcome a problem, you got to get to the solution. And in order to get this, to the solution, you got to really illuminate the problem. And what we're going to do here is we're really going to try to illuminate the problem with conflict with others conflict with others. Let me give you an idea of some of the things that that conflict with others cause. Well, first of all, conflict with others is basically a defective relationship with another human being. It's not being at peace with others. And I've recently discovered, after nine years, one day at a time in recovery, it took me 25 to get nine, but that's another story, is that is that so much of conflict has to do with resisting or being obedient to God's will. And I'm going to make it real simple here. I believe that God's will for me is to get along and be at peace with my fellow man. Self-will always leads me into conflict with my fellow man. Self-will is about survival skills. To either dominate or to submit. Self-will is about selfish, self-centered, fear-driven, instinctual behavior. All of us are born with pure self-will. We must. We rely on it. We come out of the womb with two instinctual drives. The instinctual drive to be loved and the instinctual drive to feel secure. And we rattle and scream and whine until those needs for security and for love are met. The only problem with many of us as we grow older these feelings, these good feelings of love and security that's brought on by others, we continue to demand those 
things from others. We continue to demand these demands made upon other people for too much attention, protection, and love can only invite domination or submission. There's nothing healthy or balanced about unhealthy demands made upon other people for too much attention, protection, and love. And lo and behold, people quite often disappoint us, don't they? They disappoint us because we had expectations that our needs for security and love were going to be met, and they weren't. And they weren't. Let me give you an idea of some ideas of conflict. I'm going to give you some quotes out of the out of the 12 and 12, the 12 steps and 12 traditions in the big book. Remember, they're just timeless and universal chunks of wisdom. Did fear and inferiority about my fitness for my job destroy my confidence and fill me with conflict? In these ways, we are set in conflict, not only with ourselves, but with other people who have instincts too. Remember I said earlier, when the human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. Why? Because they, like ourselves, are people who have instincts too. But of course, if we're a selfish, fear-driven survivalist, we don't take into consideration other people's instinctual needs, do we? We continued our house cleaning, for we saw that we were not only in conflict with ourselves, but also with people and situations in the world in which we lived. We think that such a view is self-centered and in direct conflict with a new way of living. This whole idea about conflict, if we can't be at peace with our fellow man, ultimately, we can't really be at peace with ourselves, can we? Ultimately, we are going to be nagged by that, that, that evil three-letter question, why? Why can't we get along with our fellow man? Why can't they do what we want them to do? If only they would do this or do that, everything would work out. Well, I got to tell you the answer, one of the big answers to the biggest problem in conflict with others is called overcoming something called denial. And denial is where it's at. Remember that so many of our instinctual behavioral actions that put us in conflict with others are things that we developed when we were young, developing adults. And we spent a lifetime of practicing these behaviors. In fact, we became so great at practicing these behaviors, these character defects that put us in conflict with others, we became so good at practicing these behaviors throughout our lifetime that we're completely unaware of them now. It's called denial. So there's one of the big answers to why we can't get along with others. For many of us, we're completely oblivious and ignorant of these character defects. 
Character defects, I think, can be summarized as anything that puts us out of balance and creates disharmony with our fellow man. And in doing so, creates disharmony and conflict with our higher power. How about that? The biggest problem with our conflict with others is at the end of the day, in the final analysis, it's really that we're having a conflict with our higher power. We're having a conflict with the God of our understanding. You know, the 12-step program is that no human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if he were sought. So maybe the problem here is that we're not in conflict with others. Maybe the real problem here is that we're in conflict with our God. And as long as we refuse to place God first, we're responsible for our own misery. By refusing to place God first, we deprived ourselves of His help. And there's the problem. We're going to be right back with the solutions to overcoming conflict with others. I'm Toby C. This is our program in this moment, only here on iHub Radio. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C., Okay, how about a solution to overcoming conflict with others? Well, let's get back to basics, okay? First and foremost, the biggest problem with our conflict with others is our propensity to isolate and eliminate and avoid the possible pain of having to interact with others. So probably the first solution or the first thing that many of us can do toward a solution to overcoming conflict with others is to find a kinship of common suffering where there's other people who are recovering from a conflict with others. And I happen to know of one fellowship in particular. It's called Alcoholics Anonymous. I happen to be a member of that fellowship. And this fellowship is all about overcoming conflict with others. As a matter of fact, I think that the entire 12-step method of recovery for all forms of addictions and maladies and, and, and acting out, I think it is all a solution for overcoming conflict with others. How do I know? One of my favorite quotes, one of my favorite quotes is in the final few pages of chapter 7, Working with Others, in the big book. And it says this, Burn into the consciousness of every man that he can get better regardless of anyone. Burn into the consciousness of every man that they can get better regardless of anyone. So there it is. The 12-step method is about getting better regardless of anyone. And by the way, 
once you trust God and clean house and put your hand on the hand of another man and really clean house and really get honest and really calm down, that's going to be the solution. The solution is going to be preparing yourself to have healthy and balanced interaction with others. And one of the first fruits of recovery coming into a kinship, a recovery group, is, as I mentioned earlier, is overcoming denial and moving into this awareness, into this awareness that our behaviors, our codependent behaviors, if you will, um, or our instinctual survival skills, that they hurt people. You know, and once we can acknowledge in a calm and honest fashion that our behavior is harmful to others, then we've got a chance. Then we've got a chance. Then we've really got a chance of starting to heal and move the other direction from our conflict with others. Selfishness, self-centeredness. That, we think, is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation. But we invariably find that at some point in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So there, there it is. When we calm down and really start taking an accurate self-appraisal for many of us for the first time in our lives, we really find out that, uh, that maybe we did provoke people to hurt us. See, because we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So how about that? Probably the biggest solution to overcoming conflict with others is don't place yourself in a position to be hurt. The best way to not place yourself in a position to be hurt is to be considerate to your fellow man and woman. And the best way to be considerate to your fellow man and woman is to pay attention. And the best way to pay attention to people and to be considerate to people is to calm down is to calm down. So there it is. How about that? Calm down, pay attention, and be considerate. How about that for a solution to overcoming conflict with others? And I'm telling you, the calming down happens in recovery. You're not going to calm down at home depriving yourself of your coping tools. You're not going to calm down. You're going to go insane. You need to get into a kinship of common suffering, trust God, and clean house. And by the way, when you have cleaned house and you've gotten out of no man's land and you've been delivered to the other side, then you work with others. You invest a little fraction of your time into paying attention to another person. It's a principle it's called paying attention to another person instead of paying attention to you. 
Another word for it is called mindfulness. It's called being still. I go to a 12-step home group meeting every single morning at 7 a.m., except Sundays, because they don't meet. And I like it. And I'll tell you why I like to start my day off that way. I like to sit in my seat and sit all the way down and be still. And I try to get to my meeting before it starts, and I don't leave that seat for an hour. And I stay in that seat, and I listen to people. I listen to people in my home group meeting. And a lot of these people are people that I don't really want to listen to. But guess what? I practice listening to them because it's a principle. Because I've spent an entire lifetime practicing not listening to people unless there's something in it for me. So there's the solution. The solution is to practice paying attention to other people instead of yourself. Practice calming down. And as I mentioned before, you can't calm you down. Most of you cannot calm yourself down. But you can try to calm another suffering soul down. And in doing so, by trying to calm and console and comfort another soul, another suffering soul down, you just might receive the gift of grace and peace and calm. And it's a gift. And you can't keep it unless you give it away. How about that? There's the solution. There is the solution. How about being open-minded? Probably the, the biggest benefit of recovery. You know, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Honesty is about calming down. And open-mindedness is about using the imagination. And I always talk about that. Oh my goodness, we've all got great imaginations, don't we? These delusions of grandeur, for sure, if you're anything like Toby here. But the imagination, using the imagination is a wonderful way to navigate all the landmines and emotional booby traps of life. If you want to stay away from conflict with others, if you're, you know, love and tolerance of others is our code in the 12-step program. But after that comes strategy. How about that? Love and tolerance of others is our code. And after that comes strategy. And how about this for a strategy? If you remain calm by participating in a kinship of common suffering, you're going to be able to maintain what's known as an open mind. See, an open mind and a calm spirit are close cousins, see? And the open mind will be an indispensable tool for you navigating all the emotional booby traps of life. And here's what happens. When you encounter another suffering soul and they're talking to you in an unpleasant way, or they're doing something adverse and harmful to you. What you can do 
when you've been given the gift of grace and this calm and this peace called serenity, what you can do is you can take a step back and you can open your mind and say, is it possible that this person who's trying to mistreat me is not well? When you allow your mind to, to pause and to explore what's possible within the realm of possibility, what's possible within God's realm, yes, it is very possible that this person who's trying to mistreat you verbally or physically or emotionally is not well. And when you imagine this person in a hospital on life support dying of some terminal illness, when you imagine this person being so sick and so ill, you take their power away from them. You cannot, you cannot submit and act out to another person's power when the open mind considers you to allow them to consider that they may be sick they may be spiritually sick. They may be mentally ill. They may be broke and desperate. But there's something going on. And the best part about using the open mind and really giving people the benefit of the doubt is you learn how to give them a break. You learn how to give people a break. And I got to tell you, the, the best way to overcome conflicts with others is to learn how to get along with people. And I got to tell you, the best way, the best way to get along with people is to give them a break. You know, the 12-step program is all about giving people a break. Two of my favorite quotes are, are in the 12 and 12, in the traditions area of all things. You know, the traditions are about getting along with people, by the way. My two favorite quotes, man. She was helping to give the man coming in the door the break he ought to have. And also, we saw that if we weren't, the man coming in the door couldn't get a break. They're talking about tradition six and seven. They were talking about service worth. They were talking about um, singleness of purpose. You know, the whole idea of the 12-step program is to take it easy on those about us. And when we take it easy on those about us and we give them a break, guess what? We learn how to take it easy on ourselves. That's what happens in the 12-step method of recovery. We clean house when we trust God. And we learn that those about us may not, may not be well. And our calm, faithful open mind allows us to do that. That, to my friend, is the ultimate tool in overcoming conflict with others. It's a tool. It's called love. It's called learning how to pay attention to others differently. Learning how to pay attention to others differently. There was a folk song that came out in the 1970s and said, when I, when I looked at myself, I could finally see others differently. And there's the deal. When I looked at myself, and there's the house cleaning, I could finally look at others differently. The 
promises will happen for you. That's what happens. Life will take on a new meaning. Fear of people will disappear. That's what happens in the 12-step program. We're going to finish up our program with the imagination exercises. So you're going to want to stick around for this. I'm Toby C. And this is our show on recovery called In This Moment here on iHub Radio. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. Okay. I hope you've gotten something out of our show today on overcoming conflict with others. How about just overcoming conflict with ourselves? I mean, I can rattle off all the, the cornucopia of things that uh, create conflict with others and conflict with ourselves. But how about if we just pause and just calm down for the last few moments of our program? And if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if you're sitting there, try to close your eyes and and try to use your imagination for a minute. And I want to try to point your imagination toward the right objectives. And the first objective is to know, is to know that God loves you. That there is a higher power out there. And maybe you've been distracted and maybe this higher power has been obscured by pomp and ego Maybe this higher power has been obscured by turmoil and conflict in your lives. Maybe this higher power has been obscured by worship of other things or worship of other people. But you know, you take all those things, just wipe them off the table when you trust God and clean house in the 12-step program. And there is God and he's waiting for you. I want you to think that this may be this may be the last time you're going to ever have to be in rehab or recovery. You may never have to do this again. This time you're going to get it. This time you're going to get it because you understand how important it is to be in communion with other people now. Isolating and being alone and being around people who are not well is not the solution to recovery. The answer, living in the answer, is in the 12-step method of recovery. That's one of the answers. You better believe it. And here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen to you. You're going to recover someday, very soon. You're going to find out that you can be uniquely helpful to other alcoholics or drug addicts or people who suffer just like you. Ministers and doctors and therapists are not going to be able to do what you're going to be able to do with another person who suffers 
you're going to be able to, to secure their confidence when others fail. You are going to be uniquely helpful to people who are very ill. You're going to be a sponsor someday and someday soon. You know, never mind this idea about there's a long period of reconstruction. If you go to the spiritual experience in the back of the book, Appendix 2, it says this, we find what takes place in a few months could hardly have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. We find what takes place in a few months could hardly have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. You can get this thing and you can get it quick and you can get it solid. And you're going to get out of no man's land. You're going to get to the other side finally. And you're going to have this feeling that you've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected, because you are going to be participating in your fellowship. And instead of depending on a recovery group, you are going to be part of the recovery group finally. And you're going to experience the joy of watching people recover. Life will take on a new meaning to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. And so it is with you. It is going to be the bright spot of your lives. Here's why recovery this time is going to work for you. Because you are finally going to have a reason to stay calm and sober and sane. And the reason to stay calm and sober and sane is going to eclipse any reason to drink or use or to act out. I'm going to repeat this again. When and only when the reason to stay sober eclipses all reasonable thoughts of drinking or using or acting out, then you're going to get it. And let me tell you what the overwhelming reason that will eclipse everything is going to be for you. It's going to be the care and the well-being of your fellow sufferer. And when you learn how to just devote a little nugget of all of this fresh new time that you've recaptured on, on paying attention to another person, it's a form of paying attention to our higher power. When we focus our attention on another suffering soul, it's a way of focusing our attention on our higher power. You know, we realize that we know only a little. You're going to get this. You know, you're going to be calm. And you're going to ask him in your morning meditation, which you can do each day for the man who is still sick. And I'm telling you, the answers will come because your house is going to be in order finally. Your house is going to be in order finally. And you're going to have this love and this peace 
and you're going to be able to transmit it to your fellow sufferer. And it's got to be the most wonderful way to honor the God of your understanding who saved you. You know, you're alive for a reason because God loves you and he has plans for you. Remember that our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and those about us. Have a wonderful journey. Until next time, I really appreciate your love and attention for our program, our show, in this moment. And I'm Toby C. here on iHub Radio. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com.